Hey, it's Sleep Clay Sleep. That nickname does still suck. But I am way stoked to give you today the death of not just one scene kid, but six. Because we have reassembled Cain and Abel, that's right, brought them back from the dead and reassembled them for your amusement. To a certain generation of us, these guys are absolute Milwaukee Metalcore legends, and they are good, good buddies of mine. How did they go from private school friends to nationally touring hardcore band while, I kid you not, their parents formed a secret Roman Catholic cabal to destroy their band? Stick around and find out. We got shoutouts for Blank Image, My Dudes in Sleep, Serapis Sleep, Lady I'm a Peaceful Man, Kingmaker, The Color Morale, and one Sean Pavato. What does the Milwaukee metal and hardcore scene mean to you? Kane and Abel answers today. Email us at deathofascenekid at gmail.com. Tell us who we should reunite, who we should ask next. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. If you ever caught Vale at Old Orchard, if you prefer sidekicks in MySpace to iPhones and Facebook, if the words coma eternal mean anything to you, if you experience no shock listening to Fall Out Boy after misery signals, if you consider yourself dead in the wake of an early adulthood devoted entirely to the Shorewood Legion Hall, this show is for you. You're on the guest list, the doors are open. This is Death of a Scene Kid. Let's open this pit up. Go. Who we got? Sure. Uh, Jake Noggle. I was one of the two vocalists. Yep. Uh, Tyler Trocan, and I was another vocalist. Ike Wines. I was one of the guitarists. Jared Block, a guitarist as well. I'm Josh Fox, and I played drums. Sweet. And with me, as always, is <laughs> Kyle and Steve we got yep. in the studio. So it's quite a few of us here, and we're super stoked for this one. We get to hear about... The, the rise and triumph of Cain and Abel, and I'm very, very, very pumped because we played a million yeah. shows together, and I still don't know, like, the full backstory, so, like, how did you guys get into making crazy music? Sure. Um, so, Jared and I have known each other since kindergarten. Um, we grew up together, and I think we probably shared a lot of similar tastes in music. Jared probably starting with, like, Green Day and things like that, yep. me starting with, like, my Chemical Romance and some of those other things. Chiodos was a huge one for us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Get screaming with it. Yeah, so Jared and I stayed together as friends for quite a while. I think there was a little bit of time in high school where we were, like, separated to different sports and things like that, but um, always shared that love for music. Um, but for these guys... So Josh, Jeff, and I were in the same school as them, just a grade below. And you got to keep in mind, this is a private Catholic school, so like 15 kids per class. So you know everyone, right, sure. kindergarten through eighth grade. Wow. Um, so the five of us, uh, Tyler excluding, um, all went to the same grade school, and we kind of had some music projects going on, the three of us. And then really like the pivotal moment was, I think freshman year of high school, Jake came over for whatever reason, and we were literally listening to Chiodos in my backyard before we were going to do a show at the rave of them. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, like, the heaviest music we listened to before that was, like, Green Day and System of yeah. a Down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just kind of getting into that. And we heard, I heard Chiodos for the first time. I'm like, this is insane. And then, like, two hours later, we saw it. And I remember the blue light, like, shiny in the rave hall there. Did they just, have the, like, they had, like, the, an announcer that would come on stage before their set? Were they still doing that I, at that time? I don't remember that. I just remember, like, the blue strobe light. Um, yeah. And that, 
night just like put everything into perspective i think it was just like that's what i want to do and jake was like throwing down i'm like what is going on <laughs> <laughs> Can it was do just, that? Yeah. yeah i was like what what's is, he doing um so on. that was that was really like how we're just like all right we need to do this and we had like been practicing here and there and just like messing around and josh jeff and i was, would just like play songs for school projects and stuff the best yeah. part about that show looking back and we had no idea at the time was that the direct support for Chiodos was MXPX? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> and I, I went, had no sorry. idea. And we went to the show, and I <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this band like MXPX. Did you figure it out when you got there, or were you just no. like, now you're like, who's no, that band? Realized, like two or three years later. I feel attacked by like no, that. God, I'm so much older than everyone here. <laughs> and my brothers were just like, you saw MXPX? I'm like, yeah, I didn't know who they were, but oh, we saw Chiodos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who's that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that yeah, that was all kind of happening, and then. Um, Jared and I were in cross country and track, and that's where we met Tyler. And literally, the only reason that Tyler is in the band is actually because of sleep. So okay. we were going home from a cross country meet, and we we're in the back just listening to our iPods or whatever. I'm like, yeah, dude, there's this band we listen to all the time called Sleep. He's like, dude, my buddy Sean and I listen to him all the time. And so we both were listening to Dead Man Walking, like in the back of the bus, like singing it to each other or whatever. I'm like, dude, we have band practice tomorrow. Like you should just come and swing by. <laughs> and then we're we're practicing, like playing like whatever three songs we had at the time. And I'm like, dude, do you want to pick up a microphone? And he did. And we're like, sleep us two vocalists, let's have two vocalists. <laughs> that was literally that was the mind like yeah, And well, we were doing the same thing to Nehemiah and yeah. Embrace the End and you know But at the same bands. time that that's happening with like the cross cross country stuff, Tyler and I are hanging out just him and I. I met so. Jake before I met all these guys in cross country, randomly through an ex-girlfriend. Um, and we hung out prior, I don't know, just just a few times. So then, like, when I hung out with them in cross country and they told me he was in their band, I was like, well, what the, like, what yeah. the hell? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, this all works out, like, way too well. But, but we didn't play a show. Did we play a backyard show before he was... I came yeah. to your backyard yeah, show. Okay, yeah, we played one show in my parents' backyard I came, prior which, to Tyler. Which is what triggered me to come to the practice. I think yep. that was 2007. That was eight. No, that was eight. eight. Yeah, because then we played our first show. Because Eric from Maraschino, that yeah. was a local rock band here. Yeah. So that was, my brother tour managed them. So oh, okay. we kind of had that connection. Yeah. That was like the band we looked up to locally, although they weren't metal. Do you have a lot of people in your family that are connected to music? or No, my brother's just a tour manager. Okay. That's about it. Um, but that, that was brings like, me to... Just sorry, but no, uh, yeah. what does everyone's folks think of this? Are uh, you guys like at this point like again? We all went to private Catholic school, <laughs> so <laughs> not pumped. not not great, not stoked. Uh, so yeah, my uh, we practiced in my parents' basement, and uh, my mom was a music teacher. It is still a music teacher and like choir director. Okay. So and my brothers play guitar and stuff. So I was kind of in a music family. Sure. And well, and Matt. Yeah, my brother Matt was in Lady I'm a Peaceful Man, but... Um, oh, man, I love that band. Yeah. So I looked Seeing them at David's wedding throw down was <laughs> chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, like, that's... We started practicing in my parents' basement um, and a little bit in Jared's parents' basement, and I don't know, they were all pretty accepting of, of what we were doing, but also just... Like, you know, wanted us to be realistic. Like, why are you right. screaming into a microphone? Yeah, they, well, they don't understand the music, but they right. wanted us to do our thing. Here, so. here, here's some context, too. So we grew up nine houses apart from each other, and Jared's on the next street over. Yeah, yeah. So, so literally, when we fir first started practicing before we could drive, we were tying a radio flyer yeah. <laughs> like yep. thing gear, to our bicycles and transferring gear Man, street to street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So Two that was over. the hustle before the hustle yeah. was even a thing. Because it was like, oh, we can't practice at my parents' house today. Let's take everything <clears throat> over to Jared's house. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you guys are all, like, through grade school into high school, mm-hmm. kind of messing around together. But when is the moment of, like, I think we can, like, do this for real. Like, I think we can. So what happened was, is that summer when Tyler saw us in my parents' backyard, the vocalist from Maraschino was there. Mm-hmm. I think the whole band ended up coming, which is, like, you know, they were playing Summerfest. Yeah. Notoriously. That's and, um. So they came, and then they were just like, hey, we want to sell a lot of tickets to our rave show. Let's have this band play their first show at the rave, at the bar. We were, like, losing our minds. Damn. Yeah. We sold, like, 100 tickets for them. Like, yeah. we were a gold mine to them because we were just mm-hmm. a local band that had never played a show. How did you do that? Were you just, like... High school. Friends, friends, yep. please support Dude, we would our sell, band. MySpace. We were walking through the halls. MySpace. We were walking through the halls carrying our merch, selling it. We were yes. selling tickets to shows. Yeah. High school was a dream for starting a band because yeah. yeah. you could get anybody at your shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And no one else... In our age group, was really doing anything. Mm-hmm. And no other terms. There was no other no bands really ones. at the <laughs> falls. Those guys. <laughs> so were you guys anything? Bef- like, were you were you always Kane and Abel, or was like there a different name that you like started with? No, Kane and Abel was pretty much it. I mean, yeah. we had Jeff whatever. Wanted to be we treason. were messing around with a couple of random dumb names. I mean, from the from the time we played our first show and Tyler joined, it was Kane and Abel for okay. all. Yeah, yeah, that purposes. was our first official name. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, we played at the rave that night with Maraschino, and I guess that was like. Oh, we just played a really big show, and why not just keep doing it? Then we started playing at National Skate Park and other rave shows. Um, yeah. Three so. months after that, we opened up for Escape the Fate at the rave. And when I say opened up, I mean played at the bar before yeah. they played at the main stage, but we opened up for We've it. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> You're always like, yeah, I opened for And them. then you never do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the worst experience but, in my life. But we not could, happening. We could pull just because we were all in high school, mm-hmm. and we would just sell tickets to the shows, and mm-hmm. there was yeah. no other band at Manami Falls High School yeah. that... Yes. We didn't have such yeah. a hard time like doing the pay to play shows yeah. because we just somehow, some way, always found a way to like hit that just minimum at least right. to yeah. make our money back. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, we did a handful of those, yeah. and it was it was we all about just. Did you ever do once. the gorilla production show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. At the Miramar. Yeah. Yeah. Or anywhere. It was just yeah. one. I think just once and never again. Oh, I, yeah. I think yeah. I think the moment was just playing at the rave that first time, and then mm-hmm. every show we played, we just tried to network and connect with bands, not really knowing what we were doing, mm-hmm. but. You know, we met um, uh, Blank Image at a National Skate Park show, and they kind of took us under their wing. And oh, then, I haven't heard that name you know, literally, yeah. literally looking up to sleep for like two or three years, and like wanting to play a show with sleep. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like one day it clicked, and we became not even showmates, but just best friends together. Yeah. And then yeah. we we were inseparable. Yeah. Um, so it was just constantly every show we were putting our heart into it and just networking like crazy. So it, yeah, you know, it was moment after moment. And um, we were talking before about, like, Ray Cadell being in our band yeah. promo and throwing down, like, that was a moment. What was it about that, I mean, because you come in, you get the show opportunity, but, like, I guess somebody else might have just been like, cool, we'll play this one show. Mm-hmm. But, like, what made you, like, no, we have to, like, sell as many tickets as possible. Like, I'm trying to get to, like, what is the motivation? I like, think, why do you, why did you need to, like, I think we're all just in the same mindset that we're just mm-hmm. like, let's just see how far we can take this. There was no person that was like, okay, let's slow down for a sec. Yeah. I think we're yeah. all just... And we wanted to play to a lot of people, right? Yeah. You don't want to, like, play to yeah, five, five ten. Okay, we're yeah. like, so yeah. what can we do from our perspective to, to help that? Yeah. And, okay, if it's sell a couple tickets, that's one thing. And then that gets enough buzz going more or less right and then you don't have to do that so much anymore i think it's probably not the best way to go about it you probably shouldn't be doing that but 
for us, it was like our only avenue. We just—it yeah. seems started. like the most of the bands that are successful, it's exactly how they did it. Mm, they right. just worked hard and hustled. Yeah, we, and, we were grinding for so long the first like year and a half of that, where I don't think we missed. There was a stretch of time where we didn't go two weeks without playing a show, oh, yeah. and if maybe maybe we were playing two shows on a Friday or a show on a Friday, Saturday, even Sunday, and for kids that were like fifteen to seventeen, I just wasn't. I remember being a you would do yeah. So. Yeah, I remember being a sophomore. We played a show at the rave on Tuesday night, Friday night. That we played National Skate Park on Saturday, and I was like, yeah. "I got an English yeah. paper due tomorrow." Yeah. <laughs> as far as like the tears, we were we just felt like we were, uh, you know, looking up to both of you guys and even you too, Steve. And we were just like here, and you guys were all up here, and that's why we kept hitting the same stuff over and over. And yeah. I think that you know, eventually at some point, we'll get to that here in a second. Um, the tears seemed to, we just seemed to all of a sudden just be closer. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. just, it, was, it wasn't something you guys, that I mean, it was like you and us headlining, co-headlining, like every show. Yeah. It was such a like crazy thing a to look time. up to. It seemed so unachievable. And then we're just like, oh, we played the rave. Oh, we played with this band. And then we're like, we can keep doing this. And yeah. like, yeah. keep. So I think we were all in that mindset. And with us kind of, we everything else in our lives between sports and girlfriends, we all just... The, you know, differentiate our priorities and start focusing on the band collectively, which yeah. I think just motivated all of us at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, for those couple of years, especially in high school, it was just, we were just a, wanting to make more music, wanting to, you know, reach more people with our music and just have fun. Like, every every show was, like, a new experience. And then you would just, you know, have new ideas for the next practice or whatever, and you'd get stoked about that. And then, like, recording it, you know, we had demos going in the early days and then we started recording an EP, an EP uh, or and then a, a full-length album with uh, Eric Labrosse who Ike mentioned earlier. Give me some years for those. What's So the EP was 2009, the summer. Yeah, the okay. demos were like 2007, 2008. That was, when did yeah, you guys graduate? first demos were <laughs> we, like... We graduated. Well, I graduated. These guys were all in high school. I was out of high school, okay. and I had the pressure of staying in college. <laughs> okay, in college. That's, that's a different. That's, a, that's a whole other yeah. topic. <laughs> yeah. My parents weren't so accepting. Mm-hmm. Like they, like they were. They came to the shows, but when it was like we want to go here, you know, a little bit further out, we want to do a tour. It was, what about school? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, much like these guys, eventually. But yeah, they just. It wasn't, I don't know, it was, it was a lot harder. Pre- he had the pressure of that while a we were still. A lot more is on you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your parents are like, Because they're thinking about my future, and I'm thinking about, well, right now. Yeah. Right. So. Right. He graduated in nine, they graduated in ten, and we graduated in eleven. Okay. Um, so successor 11. came out in eleven? Ten. Ten? Two thousand ten. Oh. So, so it was, it was eight, Some of you were like juniors in high school when this first EP. Mm-hmm. When successor came so, out. And the yeah, successor, successor was our album. We had, yeah. we had a six-song demo. That we recorded with Eric EP, before yeah. that EP, whatever. Um, but that would have been like two thousand eight or nine. Nine. Okay. Was, that that was, the, was that the tear down? Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah that's so that was that was the summer of two thousand nine because we just got back from a Boy Scout trip out in Philmont, and the CD release show was the next day. We were gone for twelve days, and yeah. we put everything on these two to okay. get everything together for the show. Yeah. Um, in two thousand nine. <laughs> but yeah, literally when we were juniors in high school was the successor release. And that was Color Morale, Sleep, mm-hmm. Us at the Miramar, Blank Image, Take It to the Grave, Hail Archer. Good show. That, was, that was such a good show. That was, a really that good was show. the one and only show I ever done. That you booked? Yeah, with yeah. Jerry. And uh, nice. was it Kevin? Yeah, Kevin, Kevin from, uh, oh. man, what is the band that he was in? He That metal band that played overseas and stuff. 
He's like we'll mid. Come back to that. He was like mid thirties at the time. That was yeah, such you, a good show. Kevin Cliff. Cause of Foresight? Cause for Revelation. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, Foresight? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Kevin, he helped us book that. Yeah. So, but that, that, sh- that was that was beyond a benchmark for our mm-hmm. band. I mean, okay. book, booking Color Morale, booking Sleep, yeah. selling out the Miramar, the YouTube videos from that How'd show. How'd you land Color Morale? Did you just know <laughs> them? Or? Just... We, we emailing, through Brian talking, Tabari, Brian yep. Tabari, yeah, and Brian. that was when we first started, you know, I don't want to say nagging at Color Morale, but sure. it was like, hey, we exist, like, yeah. let's get on a show, let's do something. As so I was listening to the 2016, I was kind of like, I, I'm hearing some Color Morale in there, the way you guys, like, pulled in the hardcore into kind of the... So we ended up yeah, becoming really good sound. friends with them later on, mm-hmm. so I think that was just like, hey, let's pay up front to get Color Morale so that they actually know who we are. Yeah. Um, and then when they did CD releases for My Devil in Your Eyes at the Mirror Bar, we opened for that and in Minneapolis, so nice. it, it worked out. Yeah, um, absolutely. But that night was beyond pivotal. I mean, that was honestly, like, top ten nights of my life, like, yeah. the... Mm-hmm. The reaction that we had from the crowd that night yeah. for our first full length and playing with you guys, like, yeah. it's the YouTube videos speak for themselves. It's insane. Yeah, we sounded killer. That it was yeah. honestly one of the best shows we played throughout the eight oh, yeah. years we were doing it. Yeah. So then from there, what's your sound like at the same? I mean, you started talking about the 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 work in the studio, but like, walk me through the progression of the sound, like your influences. We were, how did those change over time? Yeah, we like. He said, like, Chiodos was a big influence, but then I feel like one of the formative bands would have been August Burns Red that we were listening to mm-hmm. and Stick taking influence from with our first EP and album. Stick to your guns was the other one I had to reckon with ABR. Oh, yeah. When they um, came yeah. out. <laughs> so yeah, like a lot ABR's of metalcore sleep. and post-hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Josh was always the one that was... On the experimental side of, of things too, way before he still the rest is. of us kind of got into it. <laughs> well, yeah, because so, he's one step uh, closer to Lady. I'm a peaceful yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he gets, yeah. He's, got he's got Lady. Get, just, he's got the blood. Yeah, in I was like listening to like yeah, more like mathy kind of bands, yeah, uh, I mean, or that's, like that's the kind of thing that we incorporated. Sort of, we tried to get a little bit of experimental stuff in there too, which yeah. Fall of Troy was one of the bigger bands at the time for that. Yeah, yeah, f- yeah I was listening to Fall of Troy. And my brother got me into Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh, yeah. And so I think that the EP is heavily reflective of maybe some more of that stuff. And we then had, we had our parts first where we were just real, like, we would dance like weird as shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we weren't Total afraid Dillinger. to do some yep. goofy yeah. parts. Yeah. 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 Even oh, though man. it maybe wasn't executed always very well. <laughs> <laughs> but no truer words have ever been spoken. <laughs> it's your first ep or yeah, whatever yeah. but near like when successor was being written and stuff we just wanted to be that's when we like first started listening to ghost inside and stick to your guns heavy and we're like ghost we don't want to be i was another one that we don't want to be like yeah, a hardcore true. band like true milwaukee hardcore right. but, and that's like, what's like more so mainstream hardcore is like you've got like a band that has that kind of like have heart almost like mm-hmm. you know like really tough hardcore stuff Usually is like we stay in our lane, mm-hmm. right? But you guys are like, we didn't even know we're that. gonna bring in like the fun dance stuff. Mm-hmm. And also like we didn't know what that was. we didn't know what true hardcore shows were like because we weren't sure. going to expire shows in Milwaukee. Yeah, exactly. We weren't in that scene. We were in the the metal scene. Right. Yeah. But we loved Ghost Inside and Stick to Your Guns so much that like. Yeah. We started writing, you know, two-step parts and stuff, and that transitioned into more narrow hearts, but near the end of Cain and Abel, yeah, um, we just wanted to be more hardcore than not. Oh, 
So, like, once you played, like, all the big shows, like, when did you decide, like, okay, we should tour? Like, because obviously you had, like, the progression of doing, like, the CD release show. Then what was the point where you're like, okay, we've done this, now we got a tour? Well, like, yeah, I, we started playing shows, you know, in certain areas all around Wisconsin, mm -hmm. you know, first. So, like, weekend shows or whatever, we would drive up to Fond du Lac, we would drive up to Merrill, um, mm -hmm. or... Wausau, uh, Weston... Yeah, lacrosse. Marshfield. Marshfield. We would play all over Wisconsin, and you'd have little pockets of kids who would get hyped about us and stuff, and we would have new recordings or whatever in our MySpace, so we'd, like, try to, MySpace. I don't know, keep... We got a little <laughs> bit of, like, a Midwest, you know, uh, you know, out of Wisconsin eventually, and we, were, we would play Northern Illinois or whatever. Yeah. Remember you guys always playing Fondy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fondy was a big one. At Margell's? That was, yeah, I admit, I that was like that the biggest place. market for us. It was, was huge. I think once we started getting out of state was when we were like, oh, yeah. we might be able to take this we, and we're, somewhere else besides Wisconsin. Right. Yeah. So yeah. the first thing we did was a, a mini tour around the Midwest. Honestly, yeah. it was just years of convincing our parents to let us go. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. there was a time, I mean, yeah. there was a show where Jeff's parents wouldn't let him go because they thought that Stevens Point was five hours away from Milwaukee. We're like, we punch it into Google. We printed it off for him. Give him all the data, and, and his, his dad still wouldn't let him play. You got a We printed it argument. off for them on MapQuest. Dude, exactly. and his dad yeah. still didn't let him play. So we played without a bassist, or I played bass that show. We just had one guitarist. Okay, that's why Sean Pavato ended up in our band promos because Jeff yeah. wasn't there. Oh, <laughs> luckily, we Sean Pavato. Sean here. Woo, that's a name. Yeah, luckily, luckily we only had to do that a couple of times yeah. where we were missing a member or whatever. It, it was just convincing our parents for years to let us go on the sure. road. Actually, we had a we had, we had a meeting with Brian uh, from Blank Image. He called all of our parents saying, hey, we're going on the road. We want to take Kane and Nibble with us. Here are our credentials. And then our parents were like, hey, you guys went about this very professionally, but no. <laughs> like, oh, like, man, you had, me, you had my hopes up. Like, oh, they're like, Dude, okay, cool. They're like, no. Like, six cents of parents that were all, like, you know, from this tiny Catholic private school and stuff and they like would have weekly or monthly meetings on like what the future of the band was and we're just like we just want to play shows yeah, at one point. like what? i mean we played Wait, like they meetings? met on they, they met together like, like, like discuss about you guys no no they would meet like at the, one of their houses and, and discuss just, like, about like all you guys like what's gonna happen with you legit and that's why we couldn't tour until we were like Dude, legit crazy. tour until we we're Man, all out of the deep. house yeah. that's nice it's like cornerstone Jeff's parents came and jeff's dad came because we couldn't go alone yeah. It was It was chill though. And Jeff had to stay at that hotel okay. off site. Oh. Jeff left. He would, yeah, that, he would that come that in every day. Like, camp camping is the best at Corner Store. You got experience. Yeah, we Jeff, all Mom, I'm trying to be a rock star. Jeff's dad would drive him in, he would play the set and go back to the hotel. I mean for they, like did, three days they didn't realize it was a Christian festival, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that's like the biggest like green light ever. Like <laughs> yeah. it's we, a Christian festival. It was a hard no. And we basically had an R V as a Yeah, right. We had like a place. We slept in a legit R V. Um that was our pr first band van. That's bad. Um, can we that's, can we extrapolate on Cornerstone a little bit though? Because I think go that ahead. That's, go a, ahead. that's a great Dive moment in, in our, yeah, in our tough, history of top five. Putting <laughs> trust in people we probably shouldn't trust. But it turned out to be a great experience we, for all. You of know us. more than I do, but I just I know we showed up to nothing. I mean, Jared probably knows the most. I mean, we all kind of know yeah, the scenario. I, mean, I could bring up the name and then we could talk about it for five episodes. <laughs> no. yeah. we, we were promised a lot showing up to it, like, hey, a stage, a PA, t prime time slots, all this stuff, and we showed up and there's a tent and nothing. <laughs> no like, stage. Not no even stage. a generator stage? Not a, no. no, not a generator, not a PA, nothing. 
And thank God we brought our PA. Go make the tent. Thank God we brought our PA just in case. Yeah. Oh, man. And um, we, wow. we literally found our own stage or built our own stage and found a generator. And we just started, ho- we ran the stage. We started hosting shows and we're just like, hey, you guys want to play at 2 oh, o'clock that's crazy. today? Play. <laughs> that, that's nuts. Because like. Yeah. What was the, the band from um, I could even tell near you. Beloit? trying to think Gosh. it was another wisconsin band yeah that would come to me too yeah um, that was well, who did the we band see? that we played with in the tent yeah yeah, uh, yeah they, it was like our two like the 10 of us collectively trying to figure out how to play shows the next three days yeah. that's what we had to do with kingmaker when we were there because they swore so much we snuck them in <laughs> yeah. and we had to figure out like how are you guys gonna play shows chris like i'm just not gonna do vocals <laughs> like, <laughs> i remember hearing that he, he would say like five words and then it was just nothing yeah. <laughs> like for the whole set yeah yeah, so we, we just yeah we just pulled it together and then it was great because we'd play during the day and then we're like we know we're gonna go catch some awesome headliners oh, at night yeah. you know like a so, for purging yeah, and yep. so that was oh, like hundredth was there hundredth yeah. yep. live so that was like the first oh, time man. we got to connect with Texas in July and color morale um, <clears throat> we saw ABR and Delaware's Prada mm-hmm. um, didn't get to connect with them at all but like you know we played with Texas in July down the road we played with color morale down the road yeah. so um, you know. Our shows, you know, some people would pop in. We had some decent shows there. Yeah. Um, but it was, I don't know, it was a cool opportunity for us. I, we were only 17. Yeah. Yeah, that, I, think yeah, I would say that year, or that two or three year period, I think that was 2009 or 10, that was peak of us. Yeah. At that time. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember being down there in 2011, and, like, August Burns Red was there. Like, I saw, like, Living Sacrifice. Hundredth. We saw, um, we just saw POD. Lines. It was the heyday of Christian metalcore, for sure. Well, and I that's, think... that's what's interesting to me is Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Biblical Abel. reference. <laughs> yeah. Playing Cornerstone. Right. Yeah, you've got all this pushback from from your your Christian upbringing. Now, mm-hmm. are you, like, like a lot of, like, pretty much every band at the time was like, hey, we're a Christian band. Is that, like, a thing that you ever owned? Or were you, ever, were you always like, no, we do we're... not embrace that label? We were never, like, anti-Christian, but we were never, like, we're a full-on Christian band. Sure. We're yeah. like, yes, we have a Christian name, but we didn't want to label have... it. You weren't labeled as, like, a Christian metal band. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, we were, we were just exactly. trying to be a positive... Right. Bef- you know, before we knew we were a positive hardcore band, we were a positive right. hardcore band. Yeah. That makes me want to ask about another community you might interface with, because you're this hardcore band in the metal scene. Do you ever, like, interface with the Milwaukee hardcore scene? We talked we... about We know there's a very established scene. No, yeah, we just didn't. We were just never a part of yeah, it. Not yeah. for any bad reason. We yeah. just didn't go to those shows. We That's just not your heritage. We we literally just discovered sleep and discovered color morale and just wanted to be on every one of those shows and be friends with those people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think back in the day, like people didn't go to both shows. You were like you went to metal shows, you went to hardcore shows. Like yeah. you would never see like people going to both. It was a I bit never, more separated. Especially yeah. I really like, saw the mix either in the show. Ex- yeah. Like, we were so spoiled. We have two scenes to choose from. We can have yeah. <laughs> but it was like you either Netflix, had but you like, either had hardcore shows and like the rare times like hardcore metal metal bands would play yeah. together. It would either go really well or really bad. Exactly. Because yeah. like the crews would show up and yeah. it would just yeah. either be like everyone got along or a fight would break. Up. I, yeah. yeah. I think too, just the music, the music yeah. that we were into. We listened to August Burns Red and you know Sleep and Texas mm-hmm. in July and all these bands that yeah we didn't sound exactly like them sure. but. We listened to them, so we wanted to play shows. And yeah. another pivotal show, too, was the Texas show. The first Texas in July show in Wisconsin was booked by Jared at the Rave. Yep. And yep. he booked it. The show uh-huh. sold out, and, you know, that's what got us in the door with Texas. And it worked that's so awesome. well because I was 18, and they were 18. <laughs> and but just, they were huge already. To, yeah. It, it just clicked. Yeah, and then they just great. kept coming back. And then... That show had, like, 
30 stage dives. And they were like, we're going to come back all the time now. Yeah. That was <laughs> just jumping off the stage. Yeah, because Texas was that. like not nervous about playing Wisconsin for was the first time. Was that the Miramar? Where did you say it was? No, that was the Rave. The Rave. It was the Rave. Vibe Room. Oh, man. The Vibe Room. Yeah. The Vibe Room. Yeah. That was a, Which yeah, doesn't that exist. Was kind of a no, not show. anymore. So it was, yeah, we sold out 500 tickets and that was just a huge show. I don't even remember our set that night, but just meeting Texas and playing with them. And, yeah. And, and yeah, again, they were the same age as us, mm-hmm. but they were touring around yeah. the world at that point. Right, yeah, they're pretty crazy. So, do, do you have something you want to ask here? So, I mean, after, I guess this is kind of like segueing in, like after you played all this, all these shows and everything, like what led to the demise of Cain and Abel? That's a good question. Because, <laughs> I mean, like you guys are already like at this high point and yeah. then it seemed like you guys just kind of went, we you just disappeared. Yeah, we... <sighs> yeah, so we, I mean, we all ran into that like dilemma of high school's ending. Yeah. You know, who's going to college, who's not. We all want to stay together. We all want to be friends. We all want to figure this out. Um, I think for me in particular, um, I ended up going to school here in Milwaukee. Um, I was playing soccer in college as well. So that was taking up a lot of my weekends. Um, We're traveling. And I wasn't really able to put as much time or effort into it. And um, even when I was, I was probably a little um, (laughs) preoccupied with just, you know, everything else going on. So um, eventually... What, what the demise was is we had to kick Jake out the night of a show. We played at the Mirror Bar. Oh, man. He, sh- he showed up and we're just like, hey, this is your last show, by the way. Oh, that's and we such all, a bummer. We all met, but it was it was because he missed his show like the week prior and just kind of sure. failed on us. Like, sure. We literally went down to MSOE to pick him up and he's like, I have a soccer game or some, some shit. Yeah. There was, there was, yeah, there was. So then we, we came home, we talked about it, we're just like, like, we love this guy, but like he has to go. Right? There was a period where he was. We could tell he was. He was kind of, of preoccupied, but he was playing soccer in yeah. college on a scholarship, so he had to commit. Right, to it. right. Two um, days and then class all day and yeah. partying. So he, he I mean, a lot of it was me end up doing a lot of vocals at practice, and then the one because show. I, yeah, because I can't make it like on a Tuesday or yeah, Thursday to sure, practice, right? Sure. So he's doing, doing both more, parts now. Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. he showed up to a Miramar show. And we it was bad we kicked him out before the show then we played the show oh shit we played the show like 30 seconds later we're like alright let's go do the set they how t- was that you, you, did, you didn't the, even you didn't how, even let him like have it? a last show you're just like that? out it was in the green room at Miramar no 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 oh, well, I think, I think we were gonna speak. yeah I remember, so actually. I was <laughs> I was actually camping <laughs> yep, with, with with some people and oh, yeah, were. Uh, I know the show's going on we got we drive back I'm like oh, we're for sure I'm for sure gonna be there I'm gonna drive back um, and I already, I think I had like an inkling or something that something, it was just going to be either the end or we were going to have a serious mm-hmm. talk, mm-hmm. um, showed up and we, you guys took me out into the alley behind the mirror oh, bar, and we had the discussion. The worst, they're all the facing worst me, place the to kill that in the alley. alley. <laughs> yeah. So we're sitting back there and, um. You know, we're trying to like. You guys are savage. <laughs> hey, to be fair, to be fair, like he did miss. Like there was reasoning behind it. Like, yeah. Right, oh, yeah. I, I get yeah. that, but you didn't even give him a chance to play the show. You just kicked him out before the show. We wanted to have a good show. <laughs> but like, that would have been good. Like you're out. But we also kind of need you for that. Right. You, I would have been like, okay, after you played, like, okay, man, you're out. But you're like, you're out. Again, we were young. And then you guys go do the show. Yeah, let's rock it. Hey, you're right. out. Like let's you're out. Like. <laughs> Looking back, it doesn't even feel like that moment existed, just no. because we are still as close as we all yeah. are. But yeah, I maturity mean, at that time was pretty high because we were still, you know, eighteen years old. So I remember we, we played the show, and you were obviously pissed, and you didn't talk to us after you stormed off. And then, yeah, I mean, over the next few months, we started changing our style. Yeah, we were recording with somebody different for the first time. 
um, out of state, and we were just trying to be a different band with only one vocalist and new sound. Yeah. Right. And we were just, for the whole entire day of our band, we were just like, no, we can't change our name. We built up this Cain and Abel name. We built it up, we built it up, and then finally it was like mid-December, and we were talking to Sean Pavato, and he's like, dude, why don't you guys just change your name? And all of us were just like, we just got rid of all those like expectations. Like, yeah, we should. And then we hit up Ian Smith, and we were thinking like, hey, we're thinking about changing our name. Like, what do you think? And he's like, I have these three names. I wanted to use them for a band at some point, but here's them. Like, oh, have nice. at it. I did mm-hmm. not know that. That's really good. Cool. Tim and I were going to college at the time. There was, nice. it was together. So I forget what the other two were. UWM, right? Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we literally just chose Narrow Hearts, and then on Christmas of twelve. 11 2011 2011 we right we came out with uh, a song called epoch new yep. promos i think i remember that I remember so that. so that it was the first promos yeah. with just tyler um we came out with epoch and changed our name and just we took promos on a really really cold night uh, yeah with justin and i actually remember when that song released because everyone was like holy shit like because it was such a big change for yeah. you guys the hardcore really yeah but like yeah everyone was like okay because like, everyone, like, you guys had a really good style in K&A, but then, like, then this was, like, the next step, and everyone was like, jeez. Yeah. So like, that so that year, we went and recorded an EP at Random Austin Studios in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So, again, new studio and everything, and Epoch was on that EP. We released that EP in... I still have it. In, like, EP. May, and then we recorded yeah. again in June and released another <laughs> full-length like, album that year. I love it. Okay. Like, so within a year, we recorded twice and released an EP and a full length as a new band. That's insane. And then for the next three years, just toured off of all that. And that's into the Narrow Hearts, you know, endeavor. But it it was, it kind of just started with literally just not having Jake anymore and figuring out who we wanted to be. Um, And then literally Sean just suggesting one night. And I don't know why we were just so cool with it that night and weren't with it for Mm -hmm. the past three years. But I think you just need like time to like process what kind of happened. And think, think about it and be like, yeah, you know, maybe we should was, change it up a, a little bit. It was a little bit of a lull after I left, right? You guys you left had, in, you guys, yeah. You left in September, and we switched everything in December. And I think yeah. Sean was—he literally like convinced us. He's like, "Yo, you guys are going through a lot. You're, you know, you have a new member, one less member. You're going through new sound. Like, you should change your name finally." Mm-hmm. was barely cold and <laughs> leaving him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we just we were playing shows those few months mm-hmm. and just trying to figure out what we were going to do. Um, and we know we didn't want to just get another vocalist right away. We never got another vocalist. Like, yeah. we never filled that slot. We just became a one-vocalist band from thereafter, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are the stories, then, that you guys look back on now that you're like, yeah, man, that was... That was that was the times right there. What, what's mm-hmm. your, like, favorite stories on the road or... In the studio or playing, in all of this have, crazy. I know I have mine. Yeah. Was, I would just say in general, playing shows with you guys or like Kingmaker or Blank Image. So there are like a handful of bands that we just ended up gravitating towards like that and just always had fun whenever we play a show with. Yeah. So, and there's a lot, of, a lot of other bands I didn't mention too. So, but anyways, yeah, like just the Kingmaker stint with us and them just was a huge yeah, yeah. era. We, we did do a they couple awesome. of they were yeah like we, we did like i said earlier we did a mini tour that was really memorable for me it was just around the midwest but we uh went up to minneapolis and 
down into Iowa. We played a show. That tour actually started because we were following a sleep tour. Louis. Oh, we, okay. We didn't have the first two days booked. Classic. Dude. They booked the tour. Just so, book all their same dates. So right? yeah, we we didn't have the first oh, two days booked. So we were just genius. like, we're just gonna show up to the sleep shows and see if we can jump on. Do it. Yeah. So this well, is probably Tyler and I's yeah. favorite this night. Is, this of, is a oh. great moment with you. Yeah, wait, yeah. was that the Illinois? Wait. It was in I was Illinois. like, wait, what happened? It was in the, it was in the <laughs> middle of Illinois, nowhere. You played like this, what was that town called? I don't know, but it was Hopefully just Hopefully your wife doesn't hear about this. <laughs> so it's, I guess Steve's added this. It was a tiny town. It was a trailer. Yep. It was just a trailer, and it was it was a bar. Yep. And then, um, like, one end was just the stage, the other end was, like, a one step up, and then it was, like, a pool table. But the whole town was, like, deserted, and all the buildings were, like, vacant. Like, there was, we sat at McDonald's. Wait, where was this? In Illinois. In Illinois. Across the street was, like, some haunted... Yeah. All boarded up and yep, it was a board. Don't anyway, <laughs> all right. So later, so later in the night, it was a at late the night at show. the end of the night. Jake and I are just we're just <laughs> I know. Clay, we're getting old. That's why we can't remember anything. Remember. This we're is just amazing. real thirsty. We're just real thirsty for some beers, and we That's had it. asked you to get us beers. <laughs> and you come back with a six pack from the bar, and you were the fucking man that night. <laughs> six pack. Six pack. Of I Bud literally. Light. Six pack of Bud Light. The, great, the greatest part is I did not actually drink it this time. Yeah. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't. You just went up there and got and us then, beer. So the, first and foremost, you guys we made us headline because you didn't want to play at yeah. midnight or whatever it was. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. We're like, that, hey man, you guys want a slot later in? We no reason like that we're giving it to you, man. Yeah, we did. Oh, we did play. There's, there's no ill intentions here. Move. Yeah. And then after the show is done, the bartender is walking around with a cardboard box filled with just Jello shots. And oh, Tyler yeah. and I are just going in and grabbing handfuls. Oh, they're 18 and 19. And just like take it away. And then she ended up like putting the cardboard box down and still had like 10 in there or something. Yeah. We just took that. Good lord. And then we asked, we asked you, you to get a beer. I think I remember seeing you guys and like <laughs> hanging out with you, but I don't remember this whole like environment. That yeah. sounds so like oh, I we should remember, remember it. it. Yeah. So then oh, we we take those beers and whatever else and we go stay at a rest stop, you know, for the evening. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You two slept in the trailer. We had a massive trailer at the time. So, like, you could fit all our gear, all our merch, all of our bags, and, and then sleep. Tyler and I could still sleep fully. Jesus. <laughs> you could have had a bunk bed in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember, like, you're, like, with the van in that trailer, you guys are, like, 45 feet yeah. long. Yeah. yeah. But, so we're laying in there. I've got, like, my laptop with me. We're watching Pineapple Express. We're sucking some... Super warm Bud Lights. <laughs> <laughs> but we go to sleep. The greatest beer experience. I mean, you, we can't lock ourselves in. There's no lock. Right. We slept with the door, like, I mean, it's open. At a truck stop. <laughs> we could have gotten all of our shit robbed. We could have had our own lives robbed. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But we were just so content. Like, that was just, that was that moment. That was, like, that the was our moment first, like, that we, tour experience, yeah. yeah. That was something That's that great. I, so we thank you for that moment. That's great. Yeah. I'm so glad I was part of that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you don't remember. Even though I don't remember, yeah. for some reason, this very specific place. Yeah. yeah I definitely the, remember running into you guys more than once. For the uh, first yeah. two days, oh, yeah, we didn't road. have shows, and our first show was in, like, Iowa or St. Louis. So we were just like, we're just gonna fall asleep for two days and see if we can jump on the shows. Yeah, we didn't get paid, and... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, the story that stands out to me the most, I think, is we played a show in Weston or Northern Wisconsin, like Wausau area, mm -hmm. but our van broke down in Stevens Point. Like the tire, it sheared off five out of the yeah. six lug nuts. So oh, it wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Called my dad. He's like, I'll come up tomorrow and fix it. We'll buy you guys a hotel. So we just got a oh. hotel room where it's like, we're not going to make the show, whatever. And the show found out that we weren't like everyone at the show was like, what the hell? They're not coming to play. And everyone was kind of bummed. So the photographer left the show and drove down in her Ford 
Taurus or tiny car. Yeah. We fit all six of us and her in this tiny car what? and threw whatever gear we could in the backs in the in the trunk, which it was, was like a couple guitars. Two guitars, cymbals, and pedal boards. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Blink Image let us use all their gear. Yeah. And the photographer drove us, you know, she drove down an hour. Mm-hmm. We drove an hour back. I remember Jake drove and like I was sitting on the front seat with like Tyler and the girl on my lap. And like three <clears throat> or four of us were in the back seat. It was just yeah, a nightmare. <laughs> and then um, how far of a distance was an it? An hour. Oh, oh man. We went up there, played the show. Um, I don't think we brought our. We may have brought some T-shirts in the trunk. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I went back to the hotel, and my parents were like, "Oh, like how was your night?" I'm like, "We still played the show. <laughs> like pulled it off." Um, yeah, that night was just that was just a trip in itself. That was awesome. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. See, that's like was it was it that's cr- the was it Crystal? The Remember who she was it, pictures? No, it wasn't Crystal. It was uh, was it Tegan? I think yeah. it was Tegan. Yeah, friend Tegan. Yeah. 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 The Crystal and I ended up living together way yeah. after music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, that that moment like them pulling together and like coming to get us and, and bringing us up there was. Yeah, I remember special. calling Blank Image and we're just like, yeah, we can't make the show. And then, like, <laughs> no, you he, can't. And then, like, five, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you're, you're coming. Oh, you're five minutes coming. later, he's like, the photographer's come to pick you up. And we're just like, there's six of us and our gear. It's <laughs> like, we'll make it work. I mean, yeah. that was kind of the thing about, like, the scene is, like, everyone did a lot for everyone else yeah. just because, like, yeah. you didn't want to see a band not play a show. Yeah. It was just weird how much, and I still don't know to this day what it was, but, like, we were just a really liked band and accepted band by a lot of people and people wanted to see us and our music wasn't good i don't know what the i mean we had high energy on stage and we were just trying to be cool dudes everyone but i don't know what it was i don't know why i think it was like you guys are pretty down to earth like because you always like would meet a band that like they were young but then when they started like getting some notoriety they kind of became dicks and so you guys were never like that <laughs> what are you trying to say, dude? <laughs> no, no. But like, you know, whenever band got some recognition, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, now we're good. Now we can only associate these people." But you guys would like hang out with anyone, talk to anyone, play any show, and like would come and talk to people afterwards. So it was like that's why everyone like liked you because yeah, and that's what because yeah, you started having to hustle so hard. Right, you like, knew it was yeah. like when no one ever gave you right. a break, not, ever, not passing up on a show, ever. right? Yeah. yeah, always taking the opportunity yeah. to. to to do it because no one was like oh Cain and Abel will never play this show everyone's like Cain and Abel will play this oh, show yeah. 100%. Like, we did like to play even yeah, different sh- variety of shows or you know with different types of bands mm-hmm. and we, even we if the show playing. had one person it was like we can were, we make this one person like us yeah, yeah. it didn't we, matter we just loved playing we loved playing with high energy and stuff yeah. And, yeah. and there were very few bands that actually like would do that. Like, I remember playing a show with Renee and Hale Archer at a Tuesday Dude, night at Renee, the Borg. At the Borg, Borg board. They were like, and it was just literally, the, and it was all literally the all States. the other, just for the other bands. And like, I had a great time, so we threw down hard. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we did that. We were just so young and dumb and didn't know any better. And just, yeah. I don't know, we appreciate every. It's the show. best way to be young and dumb. <laughs> young and dumb for sure. Yeah. Jared, did you, did you have anything you wanted to add on this? Like, what's, what's your, story? what's your story? Yeah. That's your. Which one do I pick? Sorry. <laughs> you I mean, can pick more than I one. I'm trying to stick it within this time frame as well. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, not to touch back on Cornerstone, but I just feel like that specific weekend was mm-hmm. was a pivotal one and that could have sent things in many different directions. Right. If it wouldn't have worked or it would have worked. Or, you know, I mean, I think there was this long period of time for myself where I was so set on, because it clicked for me, I, I knew that this is what I wanted to do for so long. And it just um, it just was like an everyday grind thing for me. So when things worked out where the connections were made and you were able to see things play out years later in the future, that's what really made the difference there. 
Um, actually, I mean, like we we got down there, and I'm you know maybe if we were a little bit older, we probably we we could have turned around. Yeah. But like we were so young, and when we got there, nothing was there. We were just like. Fuck it, we're gonna just gonna we're just gonna do this. Yeah, you just yeah. pulled yourself up by the bootstrap and just like got know, it done. I just don't know if there's enough. Now, granted, it's been a year since people have played shows, but I just don't know if those same 18, 19 year olds would do that in an environment like like that anymore. But there, there yeah, there was no alternative. You right. Know, social media wasn't a big thing yet, so it's not like we were sitting there sitting on our phones or right. thinking of going back home. What else are we gonna do? That was the only option we're just like yeah. we might as well sit here for three days and have a good time we got parent approval we got you know yeah you guys are not going through all now these that your parents yeah. were yeah. like yeah. Okay. Jeff's dad is here yeah we're Jeff's dad it. is here we're staying here <laughs> yeah. it was literally like I mean yeah we're not giving him the benefit of the doubt of taking us home yeah. he's not he's not gonna get the satisfaction yeah yeah I like how you're thinking like it it brings you into the moment of this is what I have in front of me and this is what we need well, to do when you, when you look back it's just there are pivotal moments and I think that was one of a couple that really changed the course of what we were going to do. Because mm-hmm. nice. so, we could have packed it up said, you know what, we're just done. Yeah. Because yeah, there are a lot of things in real life. Yeah, like, yes. It was just relentless yeah. for that, whatever. That seems like a pretty valid excuse at yeah. that point. Like, there's no stage or equipment for <laughs> right, me to like, play. We are literally yeah, in I, I nothing. have nothing. There's a tent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So then, one final question I have and then anything else we got um, from the other guys here, but... Uh, is basically fill in the blank of the music scene was my blank. Like, your release, your uh, middle finger to society, your second more dear family, like, what what actually was all of this? Slash is all of it. It could be an ongoing thing, but just... Yeah. Um, for me, I think, originally, um, the music scene was a way for me to hang out with these guys. Right, it was a way for us to play music and just have fun, like a couple days a week, and then all weekend hang out together, right? And then it evolved into like a plethora of acquaintances that ultimately turned into friends. Um, and I don't think I ever had like a moment where I was trying to defy, you know, anybody, anybody or anything <laughs> like that necessarily. But just because I I enjoyed it, it wasn't like a, oh, I'm doing it to you know, piss people off. Right. right. I didn't have anybody to fight against. You weren't like a little bit maybe like I love that the singer of a hardcore a band bit, is like, <laughs> I got nothing to prove to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, my parents were probably the least not supportive. Yeah, the least supportive. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't I still didn't feel like I was sticking it to them in any regard, right? Like I they didn't necessarily put me down for doing anything. Right. So just it trying was, to make it all make everybody happy, make right. it work. Yeah. And it was so it was just a lot of fun to hang out with your friends and then ultimately grow this huge group of friends and do it Every weekend. Yeah. This is what we're going to do every weekend. We're going to hang out with these people. And, uh, yeah, it was just more like a friendship thing for me. And yeah. in the end, it was the music scene, right? And uh, awesome. all the connections that we made. And um, be able to talk to people like you guys after so many years and be able yeah. to just freely speak our minds and yeah. talk like this is um, special. You know, you don't, just don't find it all the time. And yeah. it's like the alternative to a college group of friends that right. you stick around with or a high school group of friends, right? It's That was the replacement for that that maybe didn't grow for me so yeah for me i think the easiest word obviously family but honestly just upbringing um i actually messaged ray we were talking about ray cadell earlier i messaged him like a month ago and i was like yeah like when i was 16 or 17 years old instead of being in sports and having a coach like to guide me through life not just like teach me about a sport but like you know all those values that come along with it like ray was one of those people for mm-hmm. us and like 
he was an older, you know, 26, 28 year old guy at the time when we were very influential, um, or easily influenced. And like those people brought us up the right way and same mm-hmm. with sleep. Um, so we were just, you know, raised in that sure. family and that mentality. So it was just a big upbringing moment for all of us in high school when it was a very pivotal time in our lives. And, you know, we have the tattoos to, to carry on with us now, but also too, just the things we learned and how to treat people mm-hmm. and how to network yeah. and all those core values. I think you learn in high school sports or whatever teams or clubs you're part of, but we disassociate from all that. We just ingrained ourselves right in music. So, yeah. Oh gosh. Um, I, I don't know. It was just, it was just a huge, just outlet for stress and not that I was stressed in the band, but I think, I don't know, just being able to yell. Yeah. It gets a lot. I don't know. It just gets a lot off of you and out of you. And, um, just having, like, for me, it was a lot of pressure to, like I said, to keep going to school and to stay in. And mm-hmm. I eventually didn't stay in um, because I, that was eventually with Narrow Hearts because I wanted to keep going. Um, but it was just an outlet for me to just express myself to the fullest because I always was kind of under, like, that my parents' eye or, um, doing sports and then just kind of growing up in, you know, like, in a Lutheran school and stuff like that. So it was just... Yeah. It's just my outlet of that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was definitely a release for me. But also, like they said, with the just the the sort of family that you kinda create the relationships with all these different people and these bands that you meet and play with, I think was it was you know, it's a combination of all that for me. Um it was like my you know, creative passion which drove me to keep uh just coming up with new parts, you know, wanting to make new songs or whatever like that. Uh, just that creative energy would, would bring us together to want to practice, and then we'd want to go play the next show, and then we'd at the same time be like, yeah, well, that's a great time to, you know, who, what other bands are on this show? Can we get other bands that we're friends with on the show, you know, yeah. so that we can see them again? So it's like all of those things together, and it was just this whole experience that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. just to interject really quick, I think you and, and Jared and Ike, um, that creative outlet was huge for you guys too, because you guys were just churning stuff out like nobody's business. It, that was the yeah, music that scene was gave you. <laughs> well, either way, but like you guys were all together doing those things, you know. And that, as a musician who plays an instrument, I think that's something that you guys really yeah just you love to do that. That was, I mean, Jared in particular too. And you'll yeah, get I mean, to your spot here in a second but I just wanted to mention that for him because I know he was just you love doing that stuff like writing the music and, and coming yeah, up with something at that time awesome. we were going hard for sure like I, I was, that was we always had a blast coming up with new stuff me and Jared kind of were probably the primary songwriters I guess mm-hmm. did you write together and did you write did you contribute some stuff it was um, jamming <laughs> we yeah the early stuff was usually just jamming then we un- and incorporated Tabit a lot Jared Jared, oh, would, nice. write, mm-hmm. Jared would write riffs and stuff on Tabit and bring them yes. to me but he would just have like super basic drums on there so then I would just flush it off, flush out off of that um, come up with like transitions and be like hey what if we try this and then I would just you know do the mouth sounds of the riff because I I don't know I don't play guitar or <laughs> but like I knew what I you know I knew what I would thought sounded good at the time right and then we were just trying to make really heavy breakdowns and stuff like that we were all just super stoked on all that stuff so so that kept us going and then when you'd go to the show and you'd see the crowd reaction wherever in wisconsin there'd be these kids going crazy 
So that was like, yes. again, that keeps you going. So the, yeah. the whole experience is, yeah, it encompasses all that. Yeah. Right. So anyway, Jared. Yeah. Well, this is going to be really cliche, but it's the truth. And I feel like that's the only way to portray it. And it was everything for me for the majority of that 10, 11 year span. So even before that, too, I guess if you can include everything, it'd be like 12 years. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't think that surprises anybody in this room. Sure. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where I, I viewed it as, you know, I, I never had a ceiling of where we couldn't go. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where all of the stuff that we talked about in the conversations, whether it was like, we have to stay in this lane, we have to stay in that lane, we can't mix other things. We can, we did whatever we wanted to do. And I don't think that is very common now, especially. Um, there's a little bit of defiance in there for me. Uh, I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm the oldest in my family as far as kids go. So I was always the one that was doing the things that my parents wanted me to do. Um, and that was like, college was no debate you were going. And, but I was also like doing this on the side every single day. And I would stay in, stay in the dorms Monday through Friday. As soon as Friday hit, I'd leave. We'd play shows Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Be back in college Monday. So that's kind of how that evolved. And um, yeah, there's a little bit of defiance of like you know, I learned. I have a I have a marketing degree. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you that I didn't learn a single thing in college. And I learned it all from just doing this grind mm -hmm. and just doing that and. Um, the way that we marketed and the way that we did everything in the band was directly related to what I do for my business, uh, my jobs right now. Mm. So that's kind of what it was for me. Um, I'm still, still playing in bands right now. So yeah. Um, whether or not I view it all as a success, I mean, at the time maybe my um, my goals were too high. Maybe I thought that we were, you know, nothing was going to stop us from doing it. And then you know, life hits you in crazy ways. No. Yeah. So then that gets us into uh, where you're at now. With, I guess what's your relationship to music now? But what, like, what are you about now? Like, is it everybody still in music? Sounds like you're still in band. Jared. I am. Um, I'm in a band called Dreamhouse. Uh, we are from here, Milwaukee. Uh, ironically, tunes. we um, we were we were projecting in 2019. We were projecting to take the entire year of 2020 off to write another record and <laughs> great worked uh, out plan <laughs> and uh Bri and Derek vocalist and guitarists uh they were gonna get married they ended up doing that so we felt that it was awesome. a good time to take a break yeah and that's exactly what happened okay <laughs> <laughs> any like rumblings of getting something yeah maybe uh, off the ground with we, that again we fulfilled a, a record deal with with in vogue records so that's sweet that's all done um we will be uh, we have four or five things done right now, and we will be releasing all of that hopefully come summer. Awesome. All right. Is it coming out of InVogue? It is not. Probably the, well, you get through with your deal with them. Yep. We never so really it'll be independent. We never really tapped into label stuff yeah, we didn't at know. all this past hour, which is oh. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a whole <laughs> Feel free to add that in at this point. Did you have like a screwy deal? Yeah. Like a weird one? We've had a few. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to need to know about that if you can. <laughs> It's a whole other conversation. It's a whole other conversation. Yeah, we can make okay. a whole other episode about that. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I'll let you say whatever you want or nothing about that. I'm good on it. <laughs> <laughs> we know Ike is a master woodsman. 
Yeah. Uh, I've been watching those projects. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, just transitioning. Now I'm doing wood art. Um, but, yeah, Jared and I stuck through the whole length of Narrow Hearts and Cain and Abel. Um, and then in 2016, I had a business opportunity with my brother to go into business together, so it wasn't easy leaving Narrow Hearts. Um, it was just one of those I had to make a decision and move on. Yeah. Um, and the band evolved to, yeah, we were all great musicians and we were really good at our craft, but it was five independent people. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is six people that still hang out and call each other and, mm-hmm. you know, see each other. But that was five musicians that happened to play well on stage together, but mm-hmm. the camaraderie and cohesiveness wasn't there outside of that for me. And that's just what I was seeing. Um, and my brother and I had always planned on going into business together. So I did that for the past five years, um, opened up five businesses and they're still running. Um, oh. And used what kind of business? <laughs> yeah, five businesses. Uh, a junk removal company um, that cleaned out. I think house. I saw some crazy videos related. To yeah, that so that's well. what stemmed all of it. Um, <laughs> it's a really dope so. company. What? Yeah. It's a really dope company. It's keeping you employed. Yeah, so just keeping you know we're just clean out houses and warehouses and stuff, and it stemmed from two people up to ninety people at one mm-hmm. point. That's awesome. Um, so just did that for the past five years, and then um, kind of just my passions realigned again and wanted to step out of being a full-time entrepreneur of having employees and, and doing the hustle and bustle and just go back to literally cutting wood in my garage and listening to music um, and just enjoying the craft of that again, which is kind of stemming back to when we're in a band. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you don't need to make money to be happy or whatever. Um, and the past five years, was I was grateful for the opportunity to grow a couple businesses. And, like, um, my roommate now, uh, I met him through music, and he works for us now, so, you know, Music intertwined with my life thereafter. Um, sure. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, for myself, I actually um, graduated with my bachelor's degree at the end of December. I had some associate's degree before that. Um, I was working in hospitals fixing medical equipment um, as a biomedical electronic technician. Um, that slowly grew into working for um, GE Healthcare for the past five years. And then ultimately, um, I just got a new job two weeks ago working for Milwaukee Tool, and I'm um, a business nice. analyst for. That's why you're always. Like, yeah, that's hey, why yeah. Ike's all over me for the tools. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was just talking about them like yesterday with somebody I was with. We like, got the hookup now, dude. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> My grandpa's working for him. That's why. Nice. Yeah. I got the plug on those. <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome culture. It's like uh, it's really good change. It's a it's a good step in the right direction. Um, and yeah, I just I focused a lot on my career over the past, you know, five years. That's what I really mm-hmm. focused on. So, um, yeah. No music for me. Yeah. There was there was one point. Yeah, he doesn't even you listen, still to, listen music to crazy music? I don't listen to music. <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't listen, listen to music. music. I mean, just like, I did that. The fact that we're talking about it's kind of a stretch. <laughs> Dude, the one really point. into Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, will say, I will say there was some relief after, you know, because we went through a stint with Jake where, like, obviously there was high tensions and whatnot, but I think it was two or three years after... I just got back from like a month long tour with Narrow Hearts and like our van broke down and all this stuff happened and him and I went to Applebee's the night I got home from tour nice. and I was just telling him all these stories of all the bad stuff that happened. He's like, dude, honestly, I'm so glad you guys kicked me out. He's like, this stuff, like that sucks. <laughs> this is like, I'm so grateful you guys kicked me out years ago because like I would not want to deal with any of that. Yeah, the grind was definitely not going to sit well with me. I think yeah, after yeah. we, you know. Especially like hitting the road and leaving for a month. And, yeah, you know, it just yeah. wasn't going to work for yeah. what I was just doing in general but um yeah i just i never came back around to music like i played a few of like the going away and farewell shows with them sure I remember. um and that was that was enough to just 
tickle that one more time, you know, yeah. and just yeah. and let it go from there. That, so. that was a cool moment when Narrow Hearts finished. We did bring back Cain and Abel, the original lineup for that. So mm-hmm. yeah. it was literally a dual headliner type thing, mm-hmm. um, which awesome. I which people that have been following us for those we eight had, years was sick. That sounds very tiring for people yeah. that were in both of those bands. The three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's us. How, we had like <laughs> ten of us or eleven of us. Well, we like, switched out drummers out, and yeah. like in switched out new songs, members. We had a whole set list where we were <clears> switching out. I played the whole thing because no Marcus, well, played. Marcus played Narrowheart like two or three oh, Narrowheart no, songs. He did. he did. I think Dakota played two Narrowheart songs. Uh, or something. I did don't think he made it? Uh, I think it was just me and Marcus. We had a few guys that couldn't make it. And okay, didn't make it because yeah. I did them all. I did yeah, all the vocals. Yeah, it was mainly like the original this lineup, mm-hmm. and then we intertwined like um, Frank and Marcus, mm-hmm. Howie, Howie, Howie. Their hearts, guys. Howie. Yeah. One yeah. of my roommates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do a whole episode on Howie. We could, just, yeah, <laughs> we could do a Howie. Howie episode. should get a. How, he was a, he was only in Narrow Hearts, but yeah, that was a whole adventure in itself. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he's still he's probably the closest one to our group that wasn't in the original lineup. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Nice. Oh my gosh. Get these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just as far as music, I mean, I when I when I got into college. Um, I ended up leaving Narrow Hearts after a couple of years and sticking with, uh, you know, just working towards my degree. Um, and But music was always, like, is is and always will be a passion of mine. So I just, uh, I don't have any, like, projects right now. I just play drums at my parents' house. Nice. Um, but They still hate it? Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> less than they, no, they hate it less. They're <laughs> honestly really cool with it still. It's just, That's like, awesome. you know. I kind of, I, I don't like to go bother them too often, so eventually I'll probably practice somewhere else. But, I mean, yeah, I got I got the space still, so yeah, I'm like, it, I'll just it. go over there to do it. But, That's really but yeah, fun. then, uh, I, like in college, I got into all sorts of different types of music, I guess, and expanded my horizons in that way. And so, like, I have a huge record collection, and I love, like, you know, finding new bands and stuff, and of all sorts of different kinds, metal bands, but everything else, too. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as work, I, I, I uh, work at a small company called Eagle Eye Power Solutions, and I'm like, a, I have an electrical engineering degree, but I do like wow. a mix of stuff because it's a small company. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so I do like service and tech support and stuff like that. So, Brad. Goodbye. Me. I'm not doing shit. So bring, bring it <laughs> home. the only married one now. I'm married. Yeah, married. I'm the only one that's married. Hey. Um, one out of six ain't bad. Yeah, hey, hey. Isn't that but, yeah, the periphery um, joke thing that's like... The only one decent enough for the Institute of Marriage. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But I'm not in any music right now. Um, I listen to all of our stuff still. Like <laughs> That's so cool. I don't I know, like, that. it's weird. That's like, like a vocalist thing, because you're like, I'm just a fan of this band. I didn't make this music. Well, I just, like, I listen to the cool music you guys make. released without me is Narrow Hearts. I've been jamming, like, I don't know, like, recently, oh, yeah. just kind of, even, I was just at his house last last week, and we were listening to some old stuff, and now I'm just kind of going back down that rabbit hole of, like, what I used to listen to back, you know, through the whole band days, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, not in anything, and I just... Is it, are you, you like relive that moment of like yeah. I first got the tracks me, and now I'm like how do I make vocals to this and that kind of yeah like, and it like, well it, it makes me want to like kind of get back into doing vocals again but like what kind and yeah. what kind of music and that that is just a whole question again yeah and God who knows where that would go so yeah. 
Um, but now I'm just work. I work at Manpower. Um, I've been there for three, almost four years now. So all the Intuit TurboTax commercials you see, okay. I hire all those people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're twitching now, too. And I'm twitching now. So, yeah. Nice. Um, what do you I play? just started doing streaming. Vocals. I'm doing I'm doing vocals on no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Vocal yeah. workshops on Twitch. Um, I would definitely watch it. He streams Roblox. <laughs> Fortnite, but close. Fortnite, nice. Well, yeah. I like to play a little bit of everything. Yeah. We'll, we'll play COD with Jake. Um, old school RuneScape guy too. You know, throw it hey. back from 2007. Nice. Um, and Grand Theft Auto stuff like that. There you go. Nice, you know, nice. So. He a little bit of a, everything. He's got affiliate, by the way. So got affiliate. So you can subscribe to my channel. You no, got a okay. yeah. plug. I probably plug will. It. I got a free sub. Everybody. Two eyes and scrib. Okay. Yeah. So twitch.tv slash scrib. There you go. There you go. Sweet. I've never done this before. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> he literally got it like. I mean, that's really a big thing. With that's Twitch, how you like, got through Cain and Abel yeah. and Erehard. So you don't know what you're doing. Just go do it. Literally. It's just like. I don't know, it was weird. Like, I, I posted about it on Friday. You think, like, and it was kind of, like, the same way with the band. Like, you kind of, it starts out, and you're like, ah, do I, like, tell people I want to do this? Like, is this something I really want to do? Mm. And Or do you just, like, do you just kind of, like, fly under the radar and just do it? So yeah. I'm trying to take a little bit more serious, like, the band now. Um, not that, like, I'm just going to see where it goes, basically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's just kind of where, where yeah. it's at. Yeah. And if it takes off, it takes off. If it stays where it's at, at least I got these guys watching me, because that's why I started doing yeah. it, so... Awesome. Alright, I think that's basically a yeah. wrap unless we I got anything else. I think that Steve is thinking that we are missing or anyone else something they wanted to jump into. I got two things I wanted to mention. Well like there's a fucking battle of the bands. <laughs> we played against each other. What was it for? What? It was for was it for the T V show when you were yeah, Mechanical was, Kids? Yeah. So No no no, it was like I was in the Royal. It was the Royal version. Oh yeah, so it was a TV show, American Battle. Was that the Nashville one? Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. one where Narrow Hearts. I knew we were doomed. I knew you guys were going to fucking so, destroy us. <laughs> so that, that is an interesting story. And honestly, Steve, we, we've talked about this because we're like close now the past, literally since I've been out of music, we've been become close friends. And we don't know why there was this like tension between our two bands, like between Save by Stereo and Kane and Abel. We just, it, like other people have created drama and tension about oh, our bands dude, hating each other. Drama. Yeah. But our bands liked each yeah, other, we but we're, yeah. well, we heard from other people that. that, like, oh, Save by Stereo doesn't like you, but Save by Stereo never said that. Like, right. yeah. there was just people creating, like, drama and stuff. We never mm -hmm. really played shows together. And now I'm just like, man, if we could have been friends back in the day, like, if we, we could have... Like, by our powers combined. Like, <laughs> I think we played one shot at Skate National. Um, national. But, yeah, the, the TV show <laughs> thing was, there was this TV, it was kind of like Guerrilla Productions. It was, like, mm -hmm. this brand-new TV show. They were over-promising, under-delivering. It, it was more, yeah. it was way more <laughs> together than that. Yeah. Um, so they went to 30 cities around the country and 10 bands played a night. And then the top 10 bands out of 300 were going to go to Nashville to win $10,000. And the Royal played that night and we played that night. And for whatever reason, we just had a huge presence at the Mirror Bar that night and kids were thrown down. And this was like, there was country bands, like right. reggae, rock. It was like weird. Being a metal band of this was, the judges were just like, you're going to ruin your vocal cords. Yeah. Type stuff. <laughs> And then they chose us to be one of the ten bands to go down to Nashville to play, and um, yeah, that was just a weird moment between you know like us and the Royal because the Royal was kind of like a, a very well established band that had their stuff together, and we were just telling kids to throw down, and we <laughs> made it to Nashville. I think they literally just wanted That's such amazing. A, they just wanted such a diverse group in Nashville once we yeah, got down there. Sure. Um, Let's throw a metal band on the show. <laughs> literally, we didn't <laughs> win the spice we, things. We up. didn't win the ten grand by any means. Um, yeah. 
And it, and it was funny because when we got to Nashville, each band their guarantee was five hundred bucks just to for travel expenses, and all the other bands were just like, dude, that's not even paying for our flights and our hotel and all this stuff. And we're like, you guys are like, that's the most we've ever been paid. Dollars. <laughs> so uh, we had a tour starting not at fifty, right? Five hundred. Yeah. And we had a tour starting in Albany, New York, the next day. So it paid for our gas to go down to Nashville, a hotel, and gas to Albany. We're like, we're already starting the tour. Up on oh, yeah, this, is good. this is unheard of. Yeah, we normally come back in the hole like a grand. And these other bands are, you know, they charge like three grand per show. And yeah. It was yeah. just two totally different worlds. Yeah. But yeah, no, you said like you kind of like looked up to me before, and I thought it was super flattering. But I was like, I looked up to you guys too, the same way. Where I was terrified to play against you guys. I was like, they're gonna fucking destroy us. It's so <laughs> we're the same, and we're the same age and stuff. Yeah, and we like we kind of knew going into that battle of bands. It's like you or like you're gonna win it, or like we're gonna win it. Kind of we thought for sure you guys were. Like, we're just like, we're just going to play a show and do our thing. Yeah. We thought you guys would be, like, more marketable just in general, right? Because it was just different, but, right. you know. Yeah, but I was like, you guys are such a tight band. So I was, that's what I was like. And I knew you guys had the crowd, too. Like, we, we never played shows <laughs> as that band, like, as the Royal. Because you're, like, we internet music here. Direct. Yeah. yeah. Tyler, you were just doing next level stuff that night just to, like, be even crazier. Like, yeah. you slapped your face. 150 times that, for sure I think that might have been like the time where I like started maybe that was the time I started doing that I don't remember slapping your forehead yeah. it's on video and like we have the judges I still have the judges um, you, you had to go up on stage and yeah. they would they would critique you for like five minutes and tell you what you did right and wrong oh. I still have that critique on video it's very American Idol-esque yeah <laughs> that's panel. a no from me dog if the panel was right, right next to the stage yeah they would watch it and honestly like Every other band, obviously, they're just like, you know, headbanging or whatever. And these kids were throwing down into the judge's table. And these judges are like, we've never seen something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, no what regard. I'm bashing my head into the mic of what's happening. No category. Yeah. spit in my mouth. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. I love that you just kind of like, well, here's some exposure for you guys. <laughs> it was a trip. I yeah, love that. It was that. a good night. I bet Jared loves that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> See, that's the shit I miss doing, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Just walking around my house. Just making people, <laughs> like, <laughs> panic. I'm, I'm, probably, I'm probably messed up from smashing myself in the forehead so many yeah. times. Yeah. What else? Bust, okay. I busted my ankle from stage stomps. That definitely, like, yeah. if I walk, like, long distances, I'm like, oh, something's going on. I think I've, like, I... wrecked my feet from whenever we play shows and stuff. I would always stomp in the mosh pit and all yes. that. Yes. Playing shows with no shoes on, too. Oh my god. Yeah, that was dumb. I don't, why did we do that? Because <laughs> we thought it was cool at the time. <laughs> that was the thing to Gosh. do. Um, and then the reason why I think I found out about you guys, I knew you guys, I knew like, your name, Keenan Abel, and I had heard it before, and I saw you on flyers, but when I really started listening to you guys, um, I was 17, and I was in Madison, because we just played a show at The Loft. Have you guys ever played there? Yep. Yeah. So we get booked there all the time, because the dude liked us a lot. And um, then we went to a party at... Kyle from a Silent Ascent's house, yeah. which we would frequent after shows when we mm-hmm. played Madison, just get drunk. And um, Hannah Claxton is mm. the reason, and it was in New Year's, it was a New Year's Eve night, and we had to play a show, and then we mm-hmm. just wanted to party, but she's the reason why I really started listening to you guys. Yeah, and she was dating she's Ryan from um, Whispered Hollows? Whispered, and mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man. There's all that. Guys. We were just tight with a lot of northern Wisconsin music scene like Blake yeah. Image and Whispered Hollows and we just we cross paths all the time so did she like play the album or something or did she just like mention us like I think we just talked about you yeah and then I then I somehow I got like one of your CDs it was like a green cover case mm-hmm. the successor yeah. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. that's like when I first really started I still have it and, and, and it's cars. funny like when we were first starting we were watching videos of you guys at the rave 
when yeah. you had the bassist or whatever with the big afro. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Sam. Yeah, that yeah, was like singer. like yeah. before, you know, as we were starting to play at the Rave and like book National Skate Park and stuff, I remember those videos of being like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, how do we play at this venue? Or who is this promoter? Frequent plays, yeah. Yeah, he like left to go play metal and that's when I started singing. That's when we got Tim. Yeah. We like traded members. Yeah. Like from their band to our band. I, I think too, like at band practice, I just remember we were just sit on YouTube and MySpace for days. Just yeah. Like, that's how we discovered, like, Texas in July and, yeah. you know, watch, his band. And watch Mechanical Kids shows from, like, Sussex Bowl or whatever. Oh, this man, stuff. Sussex Bowl. Like, just all those things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just learning about the whole industry without growing up going to shows because none of us, you know, we didn't have older yeah. siblings that yeah. took us to mm-hmm. shows a lot, like, here and there. Um, but, yeah. The one show that really, really, I think did a lot for us was the sleep show at Shorewood with the last Shorewood Lady, show. The, last the last Shorewood, Shorewood show. That was the Lady. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Sammy's mic was just the crowd's mic and in this picture kid. it's just Jake and I hogging <laughs> for like a half an hour just going to town. We didn't no, know, yeah. I didn't know any of your guys' words but I knew how to yell. I tried. I, could, <laughs> with I was, could just say some with shit. With hours waiting. With hours waiting, Lady, I think I Looking back on that, like, was like an A-list lineup. Yeah. Looking back on like the photo the classic, of that, the everybody's classics. in that photo. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Hyde, Gabriel Hunter yes. was on there, I think too. Oh yep. my yep. god, is, Gabriel was like awesome. that. You could say was the photo. That was a yeah. photo of what our music scene and then the was second, about. The second photo is definitely yeah. the sleep last show. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. So I look back at that one a lot. I, I can see that. Like, I know that photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was, just like, visual. Both of those were just yeah. pivotal. That was my first local show ever, the last Shorewood show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, first we're, local for sure. Yeah. yeah. I first remember going up to oh, Sammy man. and, like, then introducing the, myself the, and the saying, we're a band. Torch passed to the Miramar then. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was and the, then, the night where the, the chair got thrown through the window. I can't remember when the first time I ever heard of you guys was, but I definitely remember a moment where I was like, this band is us three years ago. It's <laughs> like, this is exactly yeah. just like kids in high school, like, let's get two vocalists and be metal. Like, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And I also, like, what I love about it was, like, first of all, we had you guys on, like, every show because you could draw. You're, like, you always made it a good show. Like, just a good band. that was so important to us was, like, we want people to come to the shows that we're doing and, like, not just be like, uh, Sleep was the one good band of the all. Like we wanted to like have it be the whole thing was awesome. Yeah. And like we knew just knew you would throw these guys on there and they're gonna make it like that's half half the battle's already done with that regard. And but you know, just like yeah, being friends with you guys and seeing you around every literally every show, whether you're playing or not. You know, <laughs> you just yeah. were like it yeah. felt like half of you at least were at like every single show. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, that's definitely fun days to look back on oh yeah me. we just lived and breathed it and yeah. Did, yeah. The, did the most we could yeah one of my favorite shows was not even a show I played it was my first one King and Maker? I saw you guys you guys played the Devil Wars with the Devil Wars Prada and Richfield Chalet oh yeah that was the second time we booked Prada that, that was one... the coolest shit to me because I didn't know that the band members walked on the floor with everyone yeah you're like and I was like here? I was like holy fuck like, my, yeah. they're around my, me they're my like, brother yeah. played that show they're like hey <laughs> so, defy the line awesome. oh defy the line my brother was in that band who's your brother Tyler Wines he played bass for like five shows with them oh okay. he, but like Corey Gibb and mm-hmm. uh, Justin Campbell was the Justin one Campbell Shoeless the, Joe the best out of that, mm-hmm. out of that yeah. group Shoeless Joe. Because I grew up in Germantown, so I'm, like, not far from you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we never, like, we didn't grow up. We have never been to Orchard in shows. Yeah. Or, was, and he went to Richfield's yeah. Chalet show. We got started right when that was all ending. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, same. Cause the only, and I, lived, I lived right over by 
Yeah. Actually, Matt took us to that the Gabriel CD release show at the Miramar. Your brother took us there, and, yeah. and they spilled like five bottles of champagne at the end of the show, and we and came home. Oh, that was a, it was a huge drama. fight. Oh, bro. I think oh, my yeah. God. And then we and then we had to come home, and Matt like called my parents, and be like, "Hey, Ike's covered in champagne. He didn't drink, but there was a thing that happened at the show. They, someone, yeah, opened a champagne bottle over the whole Sprayed crowd. It. Beers were flying around. Then there's a yeah, there's a fight. <laughs> that was a like, crazy show, flying. and there was a fight. classic Miramar show. Yeah. It was it was like that, that was actually a really fun show. Though. That that show, then the Shorewood, the last Shorewood show, yeah. we weren't even in the scene yet, but we're just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was right like our introduction we into like shows happening. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. So yeah, we didn't grow up around it. I guess we just kind of dove headfirst into mm-hmm. it once we discovered it all. Um, yeah. yeah. The other thing that was a fun connection for me was like I always thought about you guys as kind of like there was like a moment when like a mirror came out and everyone was like let's all have breakdowns and even if you were a metal band you were a little bit hardcore because like you just had to have all the breakdowns but like the dissident break we sort of like looked down that road of like hardcore is super cool and like all we got really into it in the band but we never like really took right. the sleep service sleep sound in that direction i feel like you guys are like the road not taking of sleep therapist sleep <laughs> hardcore <laughs> instead of like i feel like we doubled down in the metal and you guys yeah, doubled down, down in the hardcore. oh yeah you guys yeah. that's, that's like so metal, metal core is like diverging right you know what's funny about that is that ian definitely played a show with us yeah one time but he, he did it nice yeah josh can play in, he filled in on a show once that's awesome. And he probably had to fulfill He probably it loved, yeah, because yeah. like, he loves hardcore. And honestly, too. full circle, the, one of the craziest moments, too, was you, before your guys' last show, you practiced in my basement at the house I'm living at now. Really? Yeah. Before your last show, we're just like, we should probably practice at some point. <laughs> and you guys showed up at like 2 o'clock at my house and just like jammed through like three songs. You're like, all right, we'll figure it out. And I was like, I was like, I was, we were friends all at that point, but I was just yeah. like, low-key, I'm just like, what? How did this all come yeah, about? This like, is a sick 2008 movie. me is just losing my damn <laughs> <Yeah>. mind. <laughs> um, so yeah, just like those connections that happened. Yeah. And, um, like these guys are super close with sleep still. And yeah. it's just, it's just wild. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. All right. Land the plane. Land the plane. Yeah. That's Do we have a... to say anything to land the plane or is that just, is that a good land rap? the plane? <laughs> That's literally. And the is. plane is now landed. Yeah.